This is the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast, session number 218, Moving Virginia Hypnosis. Welcome to the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast with Jason Lynette, your professional resource for hypnosis training and outstanding business success. Here's your host, Jason Lynette. Welcome back to the program. It's Jason Lynette here with a solo session this week sharing the story of the recent move of Virginia Hypnosis. So throughout this program this week, I'm going to be sharing with you why I moved the office, the mindset of moving on past some challenging moments, uh, talking about the search of looking for the office, as well as the decision to move out of the landscape of renting the office instead now to buying the office, and then the process of moving and the changes and everything that's in place with that, which is a heads up. I'm recording this actually of the morning before I see my first clients in the new location. So all of this is, of course, pending to change, uh, but a bit of an adventure along the way. And for more on how to run your hypnosis business, head over to hypnoticbusinesssystems.com. This is where you can get the all-access pass to my hypnosis business training library. Everything from search engine optimization, how to run profitable webinars to grow your business, the pricing structure, plus done-for-you marketing campaigns. Check that out over at hypnoticbusinesssystems.com. And with that, let's jump directly into this week's content. This is session number 218, Moving Virginia Hypnosis. So why move the office in the first place? Now, to answer this question, I need to rewind the story back quite a bit. So my my story really began back in downtown Baltimore, where I was living at the time, where I was first kind of uh, flourishing in the hobby of hypnosis. And in recent years, it wasn't until uh, in recent years looking at numbers that I really realized that I need to update my time frame on this, because about 2007 is when I really began doing stage hypnosis originally in terms of actually putting it out as a professional service and realizing that actually I was earning more money in the part-time job than I was in the full-time job working in management and theater. So even though I did not officially jump ship for my LLC when I moved to Virginia in 2009, but it turns out the career actually started and took off much earlier than I'd give myself credit for. So at that time, I did not have my own dedicated office because, well, I was working a full-time job job on top of the part-time job of doing stage hypnosis shows. Now, at about this time, this is when I was seeing clients perhaps in and around programs. I'd be traveling and it would pop up that, hey, the school teacher wanted to work on something. Or as I would round out a tour, I would work the glamorous uh, venue of the Moose Lodge somewhere up in the middle of Illinois. And again, let's do a weight loss seminar the next morning. So really, as I moved to Alexandria, formed the LLC of the Jason Lynette Group LLC back in November 2009, Virginia Hypnosis really came into being in the early part of 2010. And this is when I signed on to take an office in Old Town, Alexandria, the north end of it, back around where the airport is. And so I was there about three years, and the decision to then start teaching classes to open up a bigger office is when I moved to what's called the Franconia part of Alexandria. So this is now the time frame of about, I believe, 2012 to about, uh, well, three weeks ago. (laughs) 
<laughs> which the decision for that, the, the joke is, I said to a commercial real estate agent, I want to pay for Springfield, but I want to have an Alexandria address for whatever reason. And that's when there's this part of Alexandria called Franconia, which is about really, if you sneeze, you're now in Springfield. It's that equivalence, which for what it's worth, those of you that don't know the area, Alexandria, Virginia is a massive, massive area. Some parts of it are Alexandria City, which is where I started off in Old Town Alexandria. And then there's Alexandria Fairfax County, which is massive. I mean, we're talking everything from the downtown sort of Old Town part of Alexandria all the way about 12 miles down the road to Mount Vernon, which was George Washington's home. And uh, nowadays I live in Burke, Virginia, which is right between Springfield, Virginia and Fairfax, Virginia, just giving you some uh, some landscape here, some of the uh, geography of the area. So for the last uh, perhaps seven years or so, seven and a half or so, I've been at a location in the Franconia part of Alexandria, which is rather easy to get to. It's uh, basically a mile and a half from this exit or a mile and a half from that exit at a well-known intersection. For what it's worth, too, I think uh, having a well-known intersection makes things a lot easier in terms of a client finding your space if you've got a physical office. So I was able to say up until recently, I'm right at the intersection of Franconia and Beulah Road. And if you know that office park, I'm in the back of it. So that's where I've been. So the reason that I moved was that back in September of last year, I was teaching a class with James Hazelrig. And we were teaching the class at a local Holiday Inn Express where I've done a number of events in recent years. Basically, if the event is going to be much bigger than 15, 16 people, uh, I'd rather have that somewhere that's a little bit more of a destination. Often, too, with those size events, we end up needing to have hotel rooms for students, and the Holiday Inn Express takes rather good care of us. That's where Richard Nongard and I are doing the two upcoming Train the Trainer events for the ICBCH, uh, davidsnyderdc.com. That's where we're bringing David Snyder up in November as well, plus any other further events that are much larger. So I'm running back to the classroom, running back to my office to pick something up over a class break, and I walk into the main room where, again, I've now seen a couple of thousand clients in that space and squish, 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 the floor is wet. And this becomes a bit of a, let's call it out, comedy of errors, dealing with the owner of that previous space, dealing with the condo management, as it was technically an office condo, where for about eight or nine months, they were playing the game of, oh yeah, you have a skylight, that's what's leaking. Now, from day one, and I'm going to avoid going negative on this. I'm just going to call it out as it was. From day one, they were convinced it was a skylight. However, there used to be a very expensive wooden desk there, uh, which I did not buy for my office. It turns out we bought that when uh, we had moved to Alexandria uh, originally, and my wife wanted to have a nice desk and a home office. Then we decided to have kids, and that desk had to move out to make room for a crib. So that became my desk as often things end up. So this became this experience where they're saying this, the ceiling is leaking and I'm there going, if the ceiling was leaking, then the desk should have been wet other than water coming up from the carpet and creeping its way up the legs of the desk, you know, a little bit of uh, water traveling against gravity. If it was the roof that was leaking, then the desk should have been wet and the desk never was wet. So fast forward uh, for about eight months, they are tearing out walls. They are rebuilding every bit of the skylight. 
and it becomes the game of by the time everything is done. Now, mind you, in this space, it was about 1,200 square feet, and I did have other practitioner rooms. So this could have really put a big damper on any other business, but simply put, I was able to move from one room to another and uh, move everything out. It took over my storage room, and then I started seeing clients in a smaller practitioner room, which the saving grace of all of this turned out to be that I used to have this big, massive, I'd say 20-foot by 12-foot space where I would see clients one-to-one, and I had to move into a space perhaps about 10 by 10, which... Oddly enough, I liked a whole lot better. So this made the future part of this podcast session a lot easier of searching for a new office because I was discovering I liked having a smaller room. It was much more intimate. It was much more one-to-one and focused rather than having all this extra space. So again, here's the whole adventure of uh, a small dash of very, very quick mold remediation once they moved, uh, removed the walls. Uh, there was some black stuff. They tested it, and it turned out to not be the dangerous type, but still, you don't want that stuff in your space. So they scrubbed and cleaned that out in a matter of two or three days. I say that here because there was someone who, uh, not in a negative way, in a very concerning way, uh, was posting a lot of things about mold in my office, but uh, again, that was cleared out in a matter of two days and rendered a non-issue. So moving the office, I had to reduce the size of classes by a couple of people because I lost a practice room. And at the end of all of this, the floor was still wet. Now, to give you the layout of the older Virginia Hypnosis office, uh, storefront entrance in the very back of the office park. Some of you have been there, and the catchphrase in my office directions used to be, no, really, there's more offices in the back, which was great because in about seven or eight years, I never had a single uh, door-to-door salesperson because even my clients needed special instructions to find my office, which I kind of appreciated. I don't really like the, oh, hypnosis, what do you do here? I'd rather have clients that have done their research and are now coming to work with me one-to-one. I'm not really a storefront-style approach to the business. So, again, the floor was still wet even after all of that adventure, which has me convinced that the front office is storefront. The very back of it, where my space used to be, was basically basement level. That's why there was a skylight. So it had to have been some kind of groundwater swell, some bit of uh, water coming up from the ground. And again, back and forth, uh, a little bit of nastiness in terms of dealing with uh, the owners and the management of uh, whose fault is it, who has to pay for this. Meanwhile, I've got a uh, soggy office. There's a phrase I've never used before. Hmm, soggy office. So it became the moment of just breaking the lease. Hey, let me pay you this. Let me move out in this many months. And we just parted ways. So that then began the search of moving for the new office. So we've addressed why I moved and moving on. You know, I have to say, and I'm being rather generic here for uh, general purposes. There's a phrase. Um, but it's where I could give you the whole story of the back and forth with the management, the owners, and you know, property management and all of that. But just simply put, what's done is done, and it's time to move on. Um, definitely could have been handled better. Um, but again, that's it. So time to move on. So this began the search. So at first... I was thinking to myself, I wanted to move into a much bigger space. You know, I mentioned a little while ago that for some guest events, I often end up making use of a Holiday Inn property that's down the road from us with a really big size classroom uh, and a lot of great, uh, you know, 
great rooms for the people attending and really good breakfast as Holiday Inn Expresses often have. Ooh, the egg white veggie omelet is delightful. So this began that search. And originally I was looking for something much bigger to perhaps negate the need for needing that property. But really it came down to a few aspects and uh, I'll mention a few names here, not for the sake of name dropping or throwing any spaces under the bus, but just some interesting conversations that were really helpful. So first of all, to rent a much bigger space. Now, the funny thing is, I'll I'll sidebar here, the Northern Virginia area is massively expensive. Uh, As I've got friends who have moved in recent years, it's been the game of, okay, what did you pay for your property? Or let's call it out, going on Zillow.com and looking up the cost of living in certain areas. Uh, I'm in a, I'll I'll tell you some numbers here. In terms of our home, our home was about $450,000, and that's still a four-bedroom townhome. Uh, So single families in Northern Virginia typically start at about $650,000. So to even compare numbers for, you know, places up around when I'm traveling for conventions, whether it's Vegas, whether it's Massachusetts, uh, you know, looking at the different cost of living. So my numbers are going to be much more elevated than most other markets. So when people hear some of the pricing that I have for client sessions, it's all relative. All the numbers tend to align. So to look at a much bigger space, I was looking at a rent of about maybe 3500 to 4000 a month, which I'll say it politely, the business can easily support that. But the issue was, do I need that amount of extra space every single month? And the truth is, I really didn't. And also, again, uh, I'll often bring in someone to help for a larger event, for a class, for a workshop. And even for that, if I do it at the hotel property, now the benefit becomes there's someone else who's taking care of cleaning the space, someone else taking care of the guests. Uh, The people don't have to Uber or taxi back and forth from an office. So really what I came to was deciding that I wanted a space about the same size of what I already had. So now the decision became, do I rent a new office or do I buy the new office? Now, the, the format of my original rental plan was that it was what's considered an all-inclusive style rent in the set and the fact that the water was included, the insurance, the, you know, all that good stuff, the taxes were included. So basically I was only responsible for my rental payment at the old office, the cable and the internet bill plus, um, plus power. That was basically it. Now we're at a funny little time frame with Northern Virginia because we have Amazon very rapidly moving into Arlington, Virginia. And Virginia very much is a commuter state. So there's many people who work in D.C., but they do not live in D.C. People live out where I am, which is like Burke, Virginia, around Springfield and Fairfax, but then commute perhaps up to Reston, Virginia, or up to Arlington, or even Washington, D.C. So people are used to driving a good 15, 20 minutes for basically everything you're going to do, which that's going to be helpful uh, in the next part of this. So the decision to rent was being sidebarred by the fact that a lot of properties in this area were requesting what's called a triple net style rent, which you would think that's a very specific term, but it's a little flexible from one property to another. Basically, what I was running into with the properties I was looking at was that here were spaces where triple net meant you were responsible for your portion of the rent. Plus, on top of that, yes, you had to pay for power, which I'd say that's a given. But then on top of that, you also had to pay for the taxes and the insurance. 
and the condo fees. So again, really it was quadruple net in most cases, if you want to really want to bend the terms here. So what that meant was here was a space that was gorgeous, uh, but about $3,000 a month in rent, which my previous space was tapping out at about $1,900 in rent, which again, the business can cover it. But to look at a $3,000 space, that really was becoming about $3,800, and there was no sort of locked-in rate. So basically, from some of these condo associations, they basically have their set amount that they're supposed to receive from all of the properties, and if there is an abundance of empty spaces, your condo fees go up to cover the cost of the empty spaces which is kind of wacky. And I just really wasn't willing to deal with that sort of thing. Also, the space that I'm referencing here uh, was a little further away from the highways than I wanted. And uh, you're going to love this. You know, those images that I've got of my classroom with the big post-it pads on the walls. Here was a gorgeous sized classroom that uh, was just fantastic. However, there was no wall space. There were too many windows and I would not have had a sort of uh, dedicated wall for my teaching. It's the little things that matter, isn't it? And again, the triple net or really quadruple net based on my numbers uh, option of renting was just completely out. So in Northern Virginia, at least where I'm looking, I'm looking along that old Keene Mill Road uh, corridor, which kind of borders between Alexandria and Virginia. Now, I'll sort of draw you the roadmap here verbally here, which is that from my home in Burke, Virginia, I can basically travel past a school and hang a left. And now I'm on Old Keene Mill Road, which is a major road in the Northern Virginia area. You travel about six miles, seven miles or so in Springfield, and then you cross over a little bridge and then Old Keene Mill turns into Franconia Road. So Franconia Road is now you're officially in Alexandria, but it's the same road, basically. So the old office was about two miles east of 95. So renting along this corridor, I was basically finding that I did have a very good deal at the old office. Uh, My rent was actually kind of locked in. We were only raising it up at a small portion, you know, sort of locking it off on two-year increments of an amendment to a previous contract. So I did have a good deal. The problem was I also had, as we eventually called it, a water feature. So I wasn't too happy with the idea of renting. And basically, there were some offices. There was one I posted videos of online at one point, about 1,800 square feet. However, it was priced rather low which was actually making it uh, pretty enticing. However, the issue with this final office that I was looking at to rent was that it needed a good $35,000 in renovations. The floors had to be ripped out. The walls were paper thin. And, uh, you know, the ceiling, drop ceiling all needed to be replaced. There was a full kitchen in the space, which that would have been awesome. However, the full kitchen, again, needed to be gutted. Um, You know, the cabinets were all kind of chewed up and you know you know just destroyed and there were issues with the windows that had to be replaced the doors were falling apart so the space clearly needed some love yet again that's probably why it was priced so low now however of this space the owners were willing to do some construction and actually work it into the lease based on how long i was going to be renting it And as we got into those discussions, I brought out a contractor to give me a bid. And even on the lower side, $35,000 was being generous. 
And uh, basically, it came down to they were not willing to uh, do the work necessary, even after originally saying they were. Even worse, well, politely, uh, there's a phrase, next door was a pediatric uh, occupational therapist or some sort of uh, learning therapist type format. And again, the walls were paper thin, drop ceilings. Everything you could hear from the office next door, you could hear very loudly, clearly in the new space that I was looking at. Even a few you know, feet in into the classroom after a few offices, you could hear everything. So now the construction bid started to include having to do soundproofing, which at best they were saying was going to be maybe about a 70% reduction. You'd still be able to hear it. And it just became completely non-ideal. And quite frankly, the owners stopped responding to emails at that point because just the space needed so much work, which I'm going to give you a little bit of a tip here. You have a lot more haggling room when doing office space searches than perhaps you give yourself credit for. So, for example, um, where I was in the office previously, I was in the back end of an office park. And there were about maybe 12 offices in the rear of that office park. Now, this was great uh, because I was the only one back there. Really, there was uh, neighbors. And first of all, I was the only one back there who was seeing clients. And then eventually I was the only one back there. So I had like 80 parking spaces completely all to myself. Next door, there were some financial managers, but they never saw clients there. Why do they need the office? That's where you look at something like a Regis. Oh, we'll talk about that in a few moments. That's where you need something just, you know, home office perhaps. Or, you know, I know situations, uh, you know, in terms of home space can be an issue at times. So, um, you know, that's where that wasn't quite an issue. So again, I had all that space to myself and I wasn't too happy with the rental market. However, again, most of the spaces I had looked at are still in the market. There never was the moment where I saw something and it was snatched out from under me. So there is an overabundance of rental spaces that are on the market right now. So again, you've got much more of a haggling point than perhaps you'd consider. So again, as I got into it, what I was finding was going to be a lot more money than I had been paying. And I do still keep the physical office. I was doing all of this adventure, by the way, about the same time I recorded the previous session with Michael DeShallet talking about a virtual office. However, I do a lot of classes. I do a lot of workshops. I do a lot of group sessions. I see a significant number of one-to-one -one live clients. So I still need that physical space given the shape of how I like running the business. So, which was kind of a nice little bit of irony of recording this great session about here's how you run the virtual office. Uh, but again, this is the shape of how I've built things at the moment. It's also, let's call it out, it's also a production set for all things work smart hypnosis and all things jasonlinette.com. So having that physical location and with two small kids at home, uh, I kind of need that physical space. So this became the decision to now look into buying the office, which the sort of out for this is, do we know we're going to always be in the Northern Virginia area? Well, I don't know. And do we know that that's going to be something that the shape of my business as it is? Because I'll call it out here very openly, Virginia hypnosis, the actual brick and mortar seeing live clients is nowadays only about 30% of my income. It's a good amount of time that I spend. However, it's not the most significant part of my income now, because again, here's the section of speaking. Here's the section of teaching classes. Here's the section of teaching classes away from my office. Here's all of work smart hypnosis. Here's 
you know, all these moving pieces to what I do. So this is why my phrase for years has been clearly seeing clients, seeing hypnosis clients is not the only hypnosis thing that I do. However, again, there's a decent rental market in the area. So even if I did buy an office and end up a few years from now adjusting by business model, either one, I can keep Virginia hypnosis running and have other people seeing clients there. Two, I could sell Virginia hypnosis along with the space or three, it's a damn nice office now. Uh, we'll talk about construction here in a bit. I can sell the sp- I can rent the space out. So again, it kind of came out to be that by buying the office, I could put a significant amount of money down for the down payment. You know, even 10% was still a good chunk of change. And then down the road, if I ended up changing my business model, I could easily put something else in there. And to give the numbers, the monthly payment, even after buying, even after the mortgage, even after a condo fee, taxes, uh, being responsible for everything, was actually going to end up being less money monthly than renting. So it kind of made sense to explore buying. Now, of course, we are a funny little category being hypnotists because mortgage companies, insurance companies like to put you in a box. So they have categories for real estate agents, financial advisors, IT people, but what the heck are we? Even going after education and coaching, uh, I very much am Mr. Hypnosis, it turns out, and to do a search for me, even when I say education and coaching, and it's not that they see extra risk, in us as hypnotists. No, surprisingly, it wasn't that. It was more that they didn't have a box to check off. So little things, because I'm a basically a solo entrepreneur with a lot of virtual staff, you know, it came down to little nuances to satisfy the bank in the buying process that I needed to increase my life insurance and have an amendment set aside for this extra bit to cover the, you know, cost of the mortgage if something were to happen to me. And the same thing also with disability insurance, which basically, again, just upping what was there and uh, keeping the bank happy. And that became rather easy. So the cool thing was, and here's the tip here. If you are in the adventure of seeing that you need to move, I'd really highly recommend buying. Since I've done this, uh, several other hypnotists have now started to engage in this conversation, looking into it, because through a small business association loan, you can actually only put 10% down, which I'll tell you the purchase price. Um, I lowered my offer knowing the space needed some significant construction. So I lowered the bid rather substantially, and I went in on an office that was about $250,000. And that was going to be spread out over a 25-year mortgage. Uh, However, in closing, the bank did request that I adjust that to to 20 years, which I was fine with. I was actually planning on paying it off earlier to avoid a lot of the interest. And that worked out. So really, the cool thing is, by the time I'm all done with everything, uh, my monthly expenses are not too far off from what it was before. And the difference is at the end of it, it's mine. It's good to have land, as uh, Stewie Griffin would say on Family Guy. So to t- huge tracts of land. Let's go Monty Python on this one. It is actually the 50-year anniversary uh, this month of Monty Python's Flying Circus for the nerds out there. So <laughs> I know way too much. So the adventure of buying the office The cool thing about a small business association style loan is I went through a bank, um, which got a decent interest rate, and I only had to put 10% of the actual purchase price of the property down. So about $25,000, which I had saved up over the course of the last year. Now, here's the cool thing about an SBA loan. You can finance into the loan a number of things like equipment. Equipment. 
which I put a $5,000 equipment finance into the loan, which is not enough. Uh, doorknobs are expensive. Um, we gutted the entire space because basically all the doorknobs were mismatched and uh, went brush nickel on everything from the hardware of the hinges, the handles and all of that. Um, and then a few other construction pieces, having to buy some new sofas and such and uh, all that good stuff. Ended up spending about 10000 on equipment um, by the time I was done, so really should have gone at that. Here's the really cool thing, though. You can finance construction into the loan. You can also finance working capital into the loan. So in theory, you can hear my big air quotations that I'm making here. In theory, what I could have done is saved up the down payment And the way this would have played out would have been easy to be on Monday. I closed on the new office and Tuesday. I could have had the same amount of money cashed out as working capital wired directly back into my checking account, basically negating the down payment. Yes, let's call it out. That would make my monthly payment a bit higher on the course of the loan. But in theory, the whole idea of having to uh, come up with the money and that being a major expense you know, the major expense parts could have been negated because I could have actually put that into the loan. Instead, I did have a contractor come out and look at the space. We knew it needed new carpet, uh, well, new flooring, because eventually we went with luxury vinyl plank, which is a uh, hardwood uh, style laminate. Also, knowing that I wanted to take this massive, massive lobby and turn that into a separate practitioner room and minimize the size of the lobby, uh, there was significant lighting that had to be adjusted as there were only a few hanging fluorescent lights, which um, were pretty cool looking, uh, but again, it needed more light. And also, I wanted to get rid of all floor lamps. I used to depend on floor lamps in every office. And by going with those really cool dimmable LEDs and, of course, going a bit overboard with the smart switches um, in terms of being able to uh, voice command the lights to go down to 10% for seeing client sessions, which really wasn't too bad of an expense. So by the time it all happened... Here's where it all came about. So closed on the office. The contractor started in a few days. Uh, Huge renovation of gutting the floors, putting in a new wall. Uh, We had a swinging door that went into the classroom. But by having it swing into the classroom, that made the class size smaller. So uh, the final decision to actually go with a pocket door, which doesn't take up any space, And a little bit more lighting adjustments, some renovations to the bathroom. The office does have a small kitchenette, which is great for classes. And by the time it's done, I'll put up some photos in the podcast listing because minus some final adjustments on furniture, as I've ordered some sofas that are on back order that are showing up next week um, as I'm recording this, the space is nearly complete and waiting for a few finishes to uh, some of the construction bits some floorboards and all that good stuff uh, before hanging everything up on the walls. So and also ordering some recliners that uh, don't actually come back together when you put them back up. So Wayfair is picking those up and Value Cities dropping off something instead. So now in a space that is fully designed out to be what I want. Now, this leaves a bit of a gap where for about a month, I did have clients booked and I decided to just temporarily move into a Regis office center space, the sort of executive office suite, which I did that, I think, back in 2011 where the previous uh, Old Town Alexandria office was under a bit of construction. And for that, the owner helped to cover the cost of me moving into a temporary uh, intelligent office type setup, which was nice because all the construction noise was pretty significant there. So moving into a Regis space, I will, again, moving on, keeping all things positive, 
I would say if you were to work with them, recognize that uh, they want to lock you into a month-to-month contract. So they actually kind of screwed up my contracts and wanted to build me for two two months, even though I was only going to be there for three weeks. So that took way too long of a phone call to resolve. There's all sorts of hidden fees that are in the contracts for that. So it's not that I would say avoid Regis. I would say read everything they have you look at, uh, double check everything they do with the contracts. And basically what looked like it was supposed to be 700 bucks for the month turned out to be about 1200 by the time they were all done. So again, tooth and nail, look over everything with a magnifying glass. And um, I'd still think it's a viable market for doing a temporary office. There's people like Marion Spurgeon, who was on the podcast last month, last week, that she's in a Regis space. I hope her walls are not as thin as mine were, uh, because I could not do any recording in that space. So at least a three-week fix was plenty enough, and it did help me appreciate the new space even better, which meant that when I hired movers, uh, which if you were in the northern Virginia area, Fairfax Transfer and Storage is phenomenal. I've used them now three or four times in various moves for our home, for the offices, and they're fantastic. They've never break, broken a single piece. So it involved moving out on April 30th, and they stored my stuff for about three weeks while the construction was happening during a big trip where I was out speaking in Colorado and then a guest appearance in uh, Ron Esslinger's pain course in Tennessee. And then moving back home last week, Thursday, and then the movers dropped everything off and gradually unpacking everything. So a few updates here to kind of finalize everything here together. I'm now officially moved in. In about uh, four hours, I see my first client's in the space in a few changes i've been seeing more couples for stop smoking so in my main practitioner room now i've got two chairs now again i did as i mentioned order two mechanized recliners from wayfair.com and the problem with those turned out to be that they don't actually come back all together so the freight company is going to come pick those things up and instead going with a double recliner uh, sort of love seat setup, which is going to look better in that space. Now, the only thing that bothered me, and I kind of sent some images around about this to some of my groups, Hypnotic Business Systems has a Facebook group where we sometimes chat about things. I had wanted that double recliner um, sort of love seat. I could not find them, though, nowadays that don't have cup holders which is slightly tacky uh, until finally just hitting the right phrasing. And thanks to James Hazelrig, who I mentioned earlier for this line, he's got two chairs in his office and he says, you can have a seat in either chair you want. They're both hypnotic. And what finally came to be, again, the cup holder chairs showing up on Friday came to be just having water bottles already there for people. Hey, come on in, sit in either chair you want. They're both hypnotic and there's a water bottle there if you want it. So basically, if it's put to use, it doesn't look like you're sitting in the movie theater now. At least that's my theory, and I'm sticking with it. Also, the setup, the rooms are a bit smaller on purpose, because again, after the move, after the water feature event, deciding I wanted to have slightly smaller rooms. The cool thing is, now the setup is when you first walk in, to the left is the blue room, as we're now calling it, because it's painted blue. And that's an extra practitioner room where uh, no immediate uh, use for that one right now, because it's kind of storing some of the extra furniture that I need to sell on Craigslist, some of the extra boxes that are still unpacking. Then in the middle, I'll put up a quick uh, video in this week's session in the show notes. There's a brick room, as I call it, which I've got one of those uplift standing desks that uh, sort of elevator up and down, which make it a flexible uh, framework in terms of how I use it, which for the first time, I now have a dedicated 
workspace and video production room. Anytime I ever did green screen, I was always using a white brick wall. So we just put in a white brick wall. It's a faux brick finish that's uh, sort of a uh, plastic material that's then coated and painted with texture, and it looks awesome. So that room is set up in that way. The far back left room is the green room because it's painted green. And that's where I see clients, which again, the double recliner setup, which that chair is showing up later this week. In that space, I've got the full sound setup as I now see clients with uh, headphones on after years of making fun of those people. What do you do when the power goes out? And now I'm doing it. Thank you, Ken Gutso, for that one. And then off to their side is the classroom. The classroom seats about 14 to 16 people uh, seated at tables. I can do about 24 in there without tables. For the first time, finally, I've got two bathrooms in the space and little kitchenette area and all good. The cool thing is in the closing process, the previous owner of my office uh, very uh, politely told me, Oh, by the way, I didn't, uh, I wasn't happy with the uh, report about the HVAC system, and I could not in good conscience sell it to you as is, so I went ahead and replaced the entire heating and air conditioning system. And uh, I wanted to hug him at that point because I've got a brand new system in there. So there we go. There is the story of moving Virginia hypnosis. So a lot of moving pieces, a little bit less uh, sexy of material than what we often cover. But as you're looking to scale up your business, now I'm in a space now that I can have extra practitioners working in there. If I see fit, I could work in tandem if I want to do that sort of setup as well. I can have classes that are set up there. And also with brick walls on both sides, I've got a silent office space on both ends. The cool thing too is again, the left side of the office has a buffer room. So there can be multiple practitioners working at the same time. A uh, little nuance that I really like is that for the first time ever, I do not have drop ceilings in an office. It's the little things that matter, right? They just look so much nicer to have a real ceiling in the space. The full space is now smart uh, controlled in the sense that uh, in a single voice command, I can turn lights on and off, adjust the thermostat, and really building out the space that I wanted it to be. So over the next few weeks, it's going to be the game, of course, of still figuring out uh, different configurations and where things go on the walls. Uh, of course, in perfect timing, next week, Richard Nongard and I are teaching the Train the Trainer event at the Holiday Inn Express because we've got like 28 people there, plus a few people auditing the course once again, which also we'll be doing that again in November, which again, for 30 people in the room, let's have someone else take care of that. So that's been the story of moving Virginia hypnosis. Jason Lynette here once again, and as always, thank you so much for interacting with this program, for leaving your reviews online, sharing your social media streams too as well. And again, to really look at scaling up your business, check out hypnoticbusinesssystems.com. It's the all-access pass to my hypnosis business training library. Get started today at hypnoticbusinesssystems.com. See you on the inside. Thanks for listening to the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast at WorkSmartHypnosis.com.